Good morning, uh, dear brothers and sisters. Praise God. Mm, my name is Brother Solomon Igosangwa Shibairo. By the grace of God, I'm born again. And I fellowship in the Christ Co-workers Fellowship Ministries uh, in our local church. It is located in Nairobi, the northwest part of it, in a place called Kitsuru. If you happen to pass by, please join us for service there. Uh, this morning, I am blessed to take a chance and uh, pray for us just before we leave for our daily work and chores. Before we do it, may we pray and read a verse, Bible verse that will guide us through prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your love and kindness. We thank you for being our God. Papa, you have given us life even as we rested. We are now able, God, to come out and praise you. For you said in other words, oh Father, that what can the dead do? They can't praise you, but when you are alive, we praise you. So we don't want to take it for granted. Papa, we ask you to forgive us our sins, especially of our mission or commission. Papa, there are things we are intended to do. We've not done it. Forgive us of those that we uh, have refused to do, Papa. We pray you grant us favor. Forgive us for not witnessing. Forgive us, O oh God, for not preaching your word. Papa, may you open up our heart this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit to teach us what we are going to learn. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Um, Today morning I'm going to talk about the youth. But before we go talk about the youth, let's remind us what we are in as a church. This year's uh, theme is divine enlargement through outreach. Divine enlargement through outreach. Uh, our lead verse, there are two of them. Um, Matthew 28 verse 18 to the end or Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 4. May I read Isaiah 1? Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 4. It says, Seeing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who are never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For it is spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. Do not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. Yes, this is what um, Prophet Isaiah was involved in and he wrote with a visualizing about the barren woman. Uh, you may wonder who it is, but the picture here simply probably means the church. So 
Jesus is in essence telling the church, you seek you church, you who never bore a child, implying the church was very vacant, very empty, didn't seem to have people, didn't seem to have followers. But Jesus is telling us to shout and shout for joy. And because he says, many are the children of the desolate than those who has who had a husband. Um, that we enlarge the place of our tent and so on and so on. So here in, Jesus was encouraging us even before we were on the mission of preaching, the mission of going out, making disciples, expanding the church, make it grow. Now, one challenge we are facing immediately as a society, as one may put it, is the flight of the youth from church. And maybe that's the t- topic we are going to look at it today, the flight of the youth from the church. The youth, instead of staying in the church, seem to be leaving church at a very high number, especially in our nation, as we say today. We are observing it slowly happening. We don't want to say talk about it, but there it is, it's happening. Um, Joshua, in the Old Testament, chapter 4, the book of Joshua 24, he had said in his own words, let's quickly go to chapter 24, verse 15. He says, but if serving, maybe may I start from verse 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. That's what Joshua was telling the children of Israel when he was like retiring from his duty when they had settled in the land of the promise. Then he says in verse 15, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, which is exactly what's happening now, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your forefathers, the gods your forefathers served beyond the river, or the gods of the Ammonite, in whose land you are living. And this key, this is the last thing he said. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. This is a prayer each and every one of us would wish to pray, would wish to happen in our life, just like Joshua was desiring for the children of Israel. It's our desire that we and our households serve the Lord. But that does not seem to be happening. A lot of youth are leaving the church. A lot of young people are not coming to church. Some, quite a number, are being um, uh, this backslide. Now, because of this, not only is it happening in Kenya, but it has happened in other countries too. For example, when you go to places like England, you find the youth flew away from church, and only the old are in church. The old, the middle-aged and the old, they are the ones working in the church. But the youth don't even want to be associated or come near the church. They are busy out there. You talk to them about Christ, they look at you as though their eyes are saying, really? Which century do you come from? 
So because of this, we are, I'm worried personally. Shall we achieve what God commanded us? Shall we achieve this year our theme, which is a divine enlargement? What will happen to our grandchildren? What's going to happen to this society many years to come? I may not have correct answers or answers to these questions. Your answer is as good as mine. But I want to say there are several factors that could be leading the youth away. And it's good for us to be cognizant of them. Maybe knowing them will help us turn this flight of the youth away. Um, among the chapters, the, the factors that you include, number one include what you call personalizing and leaving out their faith. Um, the way, maybe because of the way we have approached the teaching of the gospel of the word, it has actually thrown out the thing we call what we know about Christ that is a fundamental faith itself. When we talk about the word of God and what faith is fundamental, uh, we have not seen Christ physically. We have not seen God physically, but by faith we trust is there. Um, and the youth, because of the fastness of the world nowadays, whereby it's either you see it or you don't, uh, meaning they have no space in the gray area to grow in faith. So they are personalized things. They live in an era of science where you say, if this happens, then that must happen. And that's true, the way we preach our gospel. We have lost faith because people tend to speak about a miracle as God all the time. Um, people, yes, I'm not saying that we should not believe in miracles, but that's what we ought to do. The gospel of preaching about money, preaching miracles, instead of bringing the whole person to Christ, is the one which has diminished faith a great deal. So the youth want to see evidence, physical evidence, yet that's not the fundamental principle of Christianity. It is faith. So it's like faith has been lost completely. Remember the definition of faith according to the Bible. You can first quickly go and read Hebrews 11, which says, chapter verse 1, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for, and certain of what we do not see. The youth cannot be certain anymore in what they don't see. Yet, the whole issue about salvation is a question of faith in Christ. So we need to pray. We need to turn our children into having faith in Christ. We need to show them, to point them to the evidence of things that God has done. We need to testify to them about Christ. Otherwise, the issue of faith does not resonate with the youth. Number two, the youth are fleeing because we are now living in a society which is anti-Christian, living an, in an anti-Christian culture. Yes, the more we travel, the more we can in, uh, bring in more society in our society. We seem to be populated outside with a lot of people who are not Christians. For example, 
the Indians and Chinese, they have a lot of mass of people, many people. When they come into our society here, especially Kenya and other places, like they are invading, they are coming in big masses, yet they do not have Christ. So when you, our youth mingle with this and get to live with them, they get on to them their own values, the values of the Chinese, the values of the Indians, the values of the foreigners, the British, and not the values of the Bible. So whatever is being advocated for, for example, on the TV or in other societies, the LGBT issue in England is totally antichrist. Some teachings, for example, in science, the issue of to do with uh, evolution, if not well handled, is totally anti-Christian. So when our youth live in such a society which is anti-Christian, what do you expect them to do when you start preaching them about Christ? They have no space or time for you. So we really need to populate our country, to populate our nation. What we are doing now, just like we are preaching this morning on social media and sharing the word, we are trying to saturate our society with the word of God every now and then. The elders wake up very early in the morning and pray and share the word of God. In the evening, they do the same. During the church, in the afternoon, they do the same. What I want to assure you, my brother and sister, you are creating a society that is Christian and not Antichrist. And because of that, we shall achieve our divine enlargement. Do not tire. Do not be discouraged. Gather up your strength and preach the word of God. It will form a basis at which people every now and then they are saturated by the word of God. Otherwise, if that's not there, our children, our youth are surrounded with things that are not godly. They are doing things on the computer, things on the TV, things in the social. Every Friday they are going out to clubs and bars. These things are clearly not Christian. So we need to live our Christian love to the youth. Then number three, the issue of preaching of the sexual purity in a society where pressure and temptation exists. Yes, the youth are being tempted a lot. Where I work today as we speak, there is an occasion going on called Tamasha. This happens in the universities, in the colleges. A week comes when uh, the youth display their cultural aspects, their cultural dances, choirs, and more important, uh, drinks and foods. So one of the things that may culminate into this is the pageantry, the, the Mr. Um, the, the beauty pageantry that we may have, both of the men and female. Now, obviously, one of the things that will be up here is sexual immorality or impurity. At this point in time, it is so difficult to preach purity among the youth. So if your son or daughter is living among them, there's a lot of peer pressure for them to engage into something they are not used to. I am their daddy, and today when I was opening the thing, I was sampling food, and when it came to one group, they are giving me food, uh, Musa, 
as one of their foods. And they were really encouraging me to pick. I told them, no, <laughs> you know my stand, I'm born again. You don't take busa. Give me ugali and wishuma nam murenda. But the point is, there's a lot of peer pressure out there for people to engage in things that are not right, especially sexual impurity. Another fourth thing is the youth are struggling with what we call personal identity and self-image issues. There's a lot of things, especially like I've just said, that we have to call beauty pageantry. You'd find the youth worrying about the shapes of their bodies, how they look, how fat are they or how thin are they, how tall are they or how short are they, how uh, light skin are they compared to dark skin, how are their eyes looking, how are their legs looking, the hairs. They are struggling with the personal beauty. They want to be like the model they see. And even the self-image issues, they want to identify with those movie stars and all that. Obviously, this is antichrist. You will not put God first. The Bible tells us we are wonderfully and fearfully made. We are fearfully, fearfully and wonderfully made. We should cherish our bodies. We should also not worry about our image. Christ loves us the way we are. We don't have to be anything else. Yes, we can talk about this spirit, this thing. The youth, the youth are really suffering and wondering about their self-image issues. They wondered, will they fit in society? If they stood up and spoke, how will people perceive them? Because we are judgmental society, so we discourage them. And therefore, if we went to church, how will I fit? How will the youth see me? How will the, my friends see me? So these factors are depopulating the church. Number five, the issue of divorce and other family issues. There's a lot of divorce going on. And those divorcing don't worry about their sons and daughters. They are looking at what happened to them. So when divorces occurred, the children get confused. They wonder, do we go with the daddy or with the mommy? Or how do we get the benefit of both? This causing, divorce is causing a lot of pain in the children. My brothers and sisters, remember this. My family, remember this. Divorce, God hates divorce. Divorce has caused pain in the youth. They feel confused. They wonder, why couldn't God prevent this? And because of that, they don't want to identify with the church. They believe marriage is a painful thing. Many youth don't want to marry. So they want to engage in other ways of satisfying their sexual desires, which are not godly, and therefore they cannot go near church. They want to begin their sex in a non-godly environment. They want to enjoy that even when they are not yet married. So it becomes an issue. Number six, the issue of being busy. Yes, people are so involved into other things. They don't have time for God. Somebody used the word B-U-C to mean being under Satan's yoke. <laughs> B-U-S-Y. There are people who are always involved in something. It's either they are selling in a shop, 
or they are working late in their lives, or they are doing something sportish, but they don't have time for God. We need to teach our youth to come back and give time to God. May we emulate this, my brothers and sisters, the, the issue that I'm going to talk about, which is next number seven, absence of father figures. Our fathers, we are particularly guilty. We are too busy at our workplace that we don't have time for our families. And therefore, our young ones grow from the young to the youth without seeing the daddy much. The daddy they know is the kiosk boy or the boyfriend of the maid. We don't have time for our children. And because of that, this the maid and the houseboy may not necessarily be born again. And therefore, the children emulate wrong examples. We need to be home, my dear brothers and sisters. We may need to be home to bring the children in godly ways. Oh, God gave us the children according to Malachi 3, to bring them up in godly ways, the fear of God. Why have we left our children? Why are we too busy for them? We don't spare time for them. We are busy away minting money. We are busy away partying. We are busy away drinking. We are busy away doing one thing or the other. God wanted us to have families that we'd have time for. Children whom we'll have time for. Let's not be too busy for them. Number eight, negative media influence. Yes, the media, the social media, the print media, the hard media. They don't have images of Christ. And that's why I said even we in our social media, if we preach there, yes, they'll find Christ there. But check the social media. 99% of the things transacted are not anywhere near God. If, if anything, they are all anti-Christ. They are discouraging the issue of faith. They discourage the principles of Christianity. They mock Christ. They are sarcastic to him. Oh God, may we maintain clean our social media, clean our media. Look at any newspaper that you may have to even today morning. How much is Christ is preached there? Nothing, nothing. Not probably any mention. So no wonder the youth, when they read these things, there's no Christ in the media. So we need to do something about it. Number nine is lack of discipline. Yes, both physical discipline as well as uh, discipline in doing things. We have not taught our children discipline. Even the art of just listening and uh, hearing the word of God, they are not. So because of that, they are not in church. And finally, for today morning, materialism. The children love materialism. Then Christ, we are so dependent on materialism. For example, the youth have been taught that success in life is really not knowing Christ. But how much money do you have? How many cars do you have? How many properties do you have? Then you are a success. Oh, my brothers and sisters, we should teach our children differently. As for you and me, we know. We wish our family to serve the Lord. As for me and my family, I want to say like Joshua said, I'll serve the Lord. So may I just share two things quickly on what we need to do quickly. We need to teach our children from the time they are youths, from the time they are born, 
to live like Christ himself. When we read Luke chapter 2, verse 48 to 52, Luke chapter 2, 48 to 52, it says, When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Jesus said, Why are you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. We need to teach our children to love God. We need to take them like Joshua and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem, and he found his way to his father's place. We need to teach them not only to fear us, but to be in the house of the Lord from the day they are born. No wonder they ran away. So that's me what we need to do. Another encouraging thing, uh, you may read James 1, 21 to 26. We need to involve our children in all aspects of our life. As we work, as we learn, as we tread. Let's involve our children as we teach them Christ. That Christ can be found in business. Christ can be found in education. Ground will be found in surgery. Let's teach our children, and so on and so on. May I, because of lack of time, may I stop there for today and pray. Father, we want, want to come before you this morning. We thank you for giving us our children. Father, we ask you to forgive us for not populating the church with the children. Father, you have talked about divine enlargement, and you reminded us with the word of Joshua who declared, and for him, me and my household will serve the Lord. It's our desire of every parent today that we serve the Lord. And yet, we know for sure that the youth are leaving the church. Father, forgive us. Forgive us for doing this, for allowing, for doing things different that have chased away the youth. And now we pray, God, may we find things, may we find a formula to attract the youth back to church. Is it our culture? Is it the things we have learned today? Father, may we find a way to resolve them. May we find a way to go around them. Father, may we teach our children on what faith is to live, to believe in Christ, to work in Christ. May we not just teach them half-baked Christianity, the land of miracles, without these children knowing Christ, the land of money, without them knowing Christ, is wrong gospel. Father, may we teach them the right things. May they be taught the right things. Oh, we love you. We bless you. Papa, may we populate our society with Christianity. May we preach the word of God in TV, in radio, in our businesses, in what we do. May we shout about Christ, that it's all about Christ. May we not be captured in, in fear. We also pray, Papa, may we look at our lifestyle that there will be no divorce in our society. You hate divorce, oh God. May families remain intact so that the youth grow confident. They are confident in that family that, oh God, they feel security in you, God, and therefore we remain in you. They'll trust you more. 
Father, they will have faith in you. We pray for security of families. We pray for oneness. Papa, I pray particularly for daddies, for fathers who have left their homes, maybe to look for money, maybe to look for something else. I pray that these parents, the fathers, fathers, may we find time for our children, may we find time for our family. God did not give us just for nothing, but he gave us these families so that we can bring them up in Christ. Father, forgive us for neglecting our duty, for being away from families. In the name of making money, in the name of minting money, we stay away. God, forgive us. May we handle this with wisdom. May we use the very money, the very money to buy a ticket and stay with our children. Take leave and stay with our children. Fathers, may we come back home to the family. May we not abandon the family. Father, we pray today. May we not be too busy for our families. May we not be too busy for Christ. Papa, we pray today that you also input discipline in us. Discipline on the way we do our life. One of the inclusions is worshiping Christ, remaining in Christ. May the children learn this from us and remain in church. God, there's also the discipline when they make mistakes and we do not correct them. The Bible is very clear this, that you deny your child the rod and you will spoil them. God, may we use the rod on our children in a loving way without abusing them. We can use the rod of the mouth. We can also just cause punishment in a different way, but we need to discipline our children that they grow in Christ-likeness. May they hate sin. May they hate indiscipline, we pray. God, we love you. We bless you. We pray today, Father, let your Holy Spirit go out there that it may attract the youth back to church. Open up, oh Papa, their mind to you. May they see you. May they love you. May they desire you. Papa, I pray for the youth today. They may eagerly love Christ. Oh, how we love you. How we bless you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. And I pray. For those who've been listening, God touch each and every one of them. May you command them to walk with you, we pray. As they go out to do business, open up their businesses today, we pray. May you heal those who are unwell. Father, may you give wisdom to those who are to hear your word, we pray. Oh, we love you, how we worship you. In Jesus' name I pray and believe. Amen. May you have a blessed day.